Welcome to the Nutrition Edit Podcast for high-performing women who want to up-level their health and feel their best in their bodies, careers, and personal lives. In this podcast, I'll sift through the latest nutrition and biohacking trends to filter out the bullshit, share what you really need to know, and help you put the good stuff into practice in a way that works for you. You'll get actionable tips from guest experts and myself on how to up-level your mindset, workouts, relationships, and environment, and start feeling like the badass woman you are. Join me as we bust through the bro science and male-centric health paradigm to help you achieve optimal performance, body, mind, and soul. Well, hello, lovelies, and welcome back to the Nutrition Edit Podcast. I'm your host, Jeannie Oliver, Functional Nutrition and Lifestyle Coach, and I am coming at you today from my new office space where I don't have any artwork or anything up on the walls yet, so it's a little bit echoey in here, but hopefully it's not too distracting. I'm super glad you joined me today. I'm excited to talk to you about something that we're all thinking about right now, the holidays. Well, at least here in the U.S. we are with this show being released. Um, it's going to come out the day before Thanksgiving. So hopefully you'll get a chance to listen to it on Wednesday before all the festivities and madness kick in the year. Anyway, stick around because I have some great strategies to share with you to help you navigate the holidays with less stress and help you make choices that will serve you well, but won't leave you feeling deprived or left out of the fun. But before we dive into all that, I want to share a little bit about my newest program called Body Liberation that I am launching in January. This has been a really long time in the making, and I'm excited about it. Um, I think it's going to be a super impactful, powerful program. For the longest time, I've worked with clients on a six-month basis, but recently, I've had more and more of you asking me for a three-month intensive option that will help you make some solid shifts in your habits that just doesn't feel as overwhelming as, as biting off that six-month chunk. So my main concern about offering a shorter program initially was that I always want to avoid pushing anything that's like a short-term quick-fix diet or anything that feeds into that dieting mindset. If you want to learn more about my philosophy on dieting, please go back and listen to episode four, and that will kind of give you an overview on my approach there. But for body liberation, I really wanted to create something that would give you measurable results, but also teach you the tools to create and maintain a healthy lifestyle for yourself. So one that really works for you versus just some, you know, one size fits all nonsense that's prescriptive for any random sample person, but may not apply to you at all. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be really effective. I think you're going to love it. Over the years, you know, I've had to learn to adapt my mindset, eating and exercise to whatever current circumstances I have going on. And so I'm going to teach you these skills that you don't have to spend years learning it like I did. And, you know, as I'm sure that, you know, life can throw you curveballs. <laughs> I feel like I've been in like, I don't know, the firing zone for curveballs lately. But if you don't know how to adapt and improvise when that happens in order to stick with what works for you, you end up having to start over again and again and again. And it feels like, you know, you can feel like you're taking three steps forward, two steps back. I don't know. Maybe it's more like two steps forward, three steps back. But I'm sure you know what I mean. That feeling of like, oh boy, I have another uphill road ahead of me. And, you know, that's really the difference between what we're doing here with body liberation and kind of your typical off the shelf, um, hey, let's do this diet in the new year kind of thing. 
you know, most nutrition programs do not focus a lot on mindset, but our brains are always driving the best when it comes to driving our cravings and our hunger and our motivation. So if we want to have long-term success with our health goals, we really have to have the right mindset. And that's an important element that, that we're going to be addressing in the program. Another element that was missing from my previous offerings was community. So that's going to be a really important aspect from now on. You know, my clients have always gotten tons of support from me during our time together, but I believe that support and accountability from your peers can make the difference in everything. It can make the experience so much easier, more fun. And statistically, we know that people are more successful at reaching their goals when they have that community supporting them. So I'm limiting this group to only eight women because it is an intensive program and I'm going to be spending a lot of time with you. Um, so it's going to be an intimate and carefully curated group of gals. So, you know, I mentioned mindset and community, but of course, we'll also be focusing a lot on food and nutrition. However, instead of counting calories or macros, really, you're going to be learning to tap into your body's signals to dial in a way of eating that's enjoyable for you, it's sustainable for you and your lifestyle, and it gets you the health results that you want. So, Whenever I work with clients, you know, my main goal is always for you to walk away with a way of eating that maybe I've helped guide you, but you've essentially created for yourself. And it may take some thought and effort, sure, but it's doable for you. You're still enjoying life. You like the way you eat and you're getting those results that you want. So that's kind of the magic combination that we're looking for here. Um, I actually offered a similar program several years back. It was called the Metabolic Reboot. And this is really an upgraded and updated version of that, but we're still focusing on metabolic health, you know, with the goal of helping you redefine your relationship with food and your body and really help you create health from like a cellular level up. So when we talk about metabolism, we're not just talking about the body's ability to burn fat. We're talking about, you know, how your body uses fuel to turn into energy or use for every bodily function. So, um, you know, if you want to think of metabolism as cellular health, that's a, a better way to think of it. And then, you know, fat loss obviously can be a bonus perk here, but you're also going to experience a lot of other benefits. You know, I mentioned a few times in prior episodes, the importance of blood sugar regulation for brain health and our overall metabolic health is so crucial for longevity healthy aging, all the things that we want, right? And if you're like me, you're at the age where you have aging parents and you're starting to see possibly issues with them having dementia or neurodegenerative disease, heart disease, those kinds of things. None of us wants to go there, right? And we always say in natural and functional medicine that genes load the gun, but lifestyle pulls the trigger. So a lot of this is preventable. And if we can learn how to take good care of our bodies, we have a much better chance of preventing some of those things, even if we have a genetic predisposition. So over these three months together, we're going to cover what I call my six pillars of wellness, which include mindset. We talked about that. Stress management is a really big one. Inflammation, detoxification. And this isn't like any weird, like, oh, you're going to do a crazy detox cleanse kind of thing where you're starving or <laughs> doing extended fasts or drinking weird concoctions, none of that. It's really just about supporting your body's natural detoxification process, your organs of detoxification. Um, the next one's physical activity. So we will definitely be looking at 
movement. And that doesn't mean that you suddenly have to become a gym rat. Don't worry. We're going to have options for everybody at every fitness level. And I've got some amazing people that are going to be partnering with me on this. So that's going to be a fun, a fun aspect of this. And then finally, blood sugar regulation. You know, that's it's just so big for so many reasons. I need to do an entire episode and maybe I'll have somebody like Dr. Ben Bickman or someone on that's a real expert in, you know, blood sugar and insulin. Come talk about that. But, you know, when it comes to blood sugar regulation, that can be a huge factor when it comes to determining your energy levels throughout the day. Definitely metabolic health for sure, brain health. You know, it can affect our stress levels. It can really trigger anxiety if your blood sugar is all over the place. It can mess with your sleep, your hormones, all those things. So that's another really important pillar that we look at. And a really cool thing is that you're going to have the option of doing lab work and body composition testing before and after the program so that you can measure your results. And we'll also be incorporating data from wearables. So or a ring, or if you already have a current device that you're wearing and using, we can we can use that. Those things and that data will help you make adjustments to your daily routines so that you um, you know can continue to see good results, um, both short term and long term. And I've mentioned it just very briefly, but part of body liberation that I'm most excited about are the amazing guest practitioners who are going to be joining us to make this program truly a whole person experience. So. If you've been listening all season, you've already heard some of these folks um, and you'll be familiar with them. They have so much to offer in each of their respective fields. And I truly believe that it's going to help you get better, more lasting results from your program. So a few of these people are the fabulous Amanda Gibby-Peters. She is the founder of Simple Shui. She's a feng shui expert. And I loved her episode so much. It's really profound, the impact that our surroundings can have on our health, our energy, our motivation, all of those things. And so, you know, towards the beginning of the program, she's going to come out and talk about how you can kind of optimize your space, your kitchen, office, whatever it may be to help you be more successful. And then Dr. Nikki Giandomenico, she is amazing, <laughs> amazing naturopathic doctor, Ayurvedic practitioner, Chinese medicine practitioner. She's just brilliant. And she's going to be talking about energetics and you know how we can shift our way of thinking, speaking, behaving to really manifest, for lack of a better word, what we want in life, our dreams, our goals, um, improve our health, all of those things. So that's going to be an awesome, awesome session with her. And then Nicole Field from Whole Living Somatics, she is going to come on and she is actually a somatic stress release practitioner. So she's going to teach us some techniques for, for stress relief that we can use, um, you know, just in your day-to-day. -day. Great practices that can help you reduce stress, be less stress reactive, um, all of those things. So that's a super helpful tool, especially for those of us who are emotional eaters and we tend to want to self-soothe or anesthetize with food. Those tools can be really, really helpful. And then finally, Dustin Hazard. He is the owner of Modern Athletics. He's an amazing personal trainer and massage therapist. He was in my last episode, episode 11, talking about all the benefits of fitness and, you know, for metabolic health and mental health, everything. He's great. So he is going to bring a really cool fitness component into this for us. And then, of course, you'll have the opportunity to work with these people one-on-one -on -one if you so choose. So those are going to be my amazing guest practitioners. And most of my clients, when they initially come to me, 
they're feeling fatigued or burnt out, inflamed. They may be overweight or feeling bloated, possibly unfit, and just feeling sort of disconnected from their bodies. So if that sounds like you, this is going to be an amazing program for you to engage in because my goal in designing this program is for you to complete body liberation, feeling more vibrant, more rested, stronger, lighter, more focused, with more mental clarity, centered, and just generally more connected with your body. So by the end of that 12 weeks, you should really feel confident knowing how to make choices that serve you well, regardless of the the setting or the circumstances. And you're going to have access to these amazing practitioners from the program. So they can help you continue along your path to optimal wellness. If you want to learn more or join the waitlist for body liberation, go to the link in the show notes, or I'll also have it linked in my Instagram um, bio link. So if you jump on that waitlist, you're going to be the first to know when the applications go live in December. I am only doing eight spots for this. It's going to, like I say, be you know relatively intensive, but it's going to be super fun. You're going to have a lot of support and interaction from everybody. We're going to have you know meetings like Zoom, via Zoom once a week. They will be recorded. I won't get into all the you know logistical details of it right now, but you'll be able to see that once applications open and I have all the detailed information up on my website for it. So would love to see you there and I'll look forward to connecting with you on that. I'll also be offering a um, discovery call for Zoom with me so that I can answer any of your questions before you decide to sign up. So um, it'll be great to connect with you one-on-one. All right. So <laughs> enough about that. Now on to the fun stuff. Let's talk about holidays and some strategies that can help you just navigate these times, feeling less stressed and feeling better at the end of it. Hello, amazing woman. If you're enjoying the show, I would love to connect with you over on Instagram. Just find me at Wellness and DM me the words nutrition edit. I'll add you to my close friends list where I share exclusive content and you'll be the first to know about my upcoming masterclasses and programs and get early access to my waitlist. Okay, now back to the show. All right, so the holidays. <laughs> they can be really fun sometimes, but they can also be really stressful and fraught with emotional landmines, so to speak. I love the holidays and I hate the holidays simultaneously. My birthday is in mid-December, so it's a terrible time to have a birthday because nobody has time to get together and celebrate with you because they're all dealing with family stuff and what have you and wrapping up work and all these things. But I feel super lucky that I get to enjoy all the trees and the lights and all the decorations and all the fun festivities. There's always something fun going on in December. So I love it. But, you know, it does bring its share of hurdles along with it. And for some of that, that can mean family stress, relatives we're not particularly fond of, or it can be the opposite. You know, maybe that's a real time of loneliness or you more acutely feel a sense of loss if, you know, one of your loved ones is no longer with you or you're on your own, whatever that may be. But I'm just going to talk today about a few of the strategies that can help you kind of navigate through this and feel better about it and come out of it in January feeling like, you know what? Yeah, I enjoyed myself as much as I could, but I also didn't go crazy and, you know, abuse my body. So let's talk about initially kind of the emotional side of this. So 
My first recommendation for you is to set an intention for what you want and need during the holidays. Do you need rest and downtime or are you needing connection and social time? You might want or need some of both. So be really honest with yourself about that. And if it's that downtime, alone time, rest that you need, schedule it. <laughs> schedule it out. Block out those times. Tell your family or friends like, hey, I'm not available at these times and really be true to yourself when it comes to that. If you're needing social and connection time, make sure that you make plans. Don't just assume people are going to be available because, again, they may be leaving out of town. They may have family obligations, et cetera. So try to prioritize time with, with loved ones and friends and make sure that you get that connection, that social time that you need. Second one, boundaries. <laughs> this can be really tough, but when it comes to boundaries, you know, first of all, just be protective of your time and energy and know that it is okay to say no. Don't over-obligate yourself. Um, always plan a little less than you think you can manage because inevitably, you know, something unexpected will happen and then you'll be maxed out. So really be protective of your time and energy. Don't feel obligated to spend time with or engage with people who have no interest in you or your point of view. All right. We all know like the cantankerous old uncle or whoever at the dinner table, right? That just wants to yammer on about, I don't know, his Fox News or some negative thing, right? And and has no interest in anyone else's opinion. You know, sometimes it's necessary for us to speak up about what is right or what we stand for, but sometimes it's healthier to just not engage with people if we know that they refuse to see things from different perspectives. So only you know what the best approach is there with people around you, but just be strong, stand your ground. And then also don't try to be Martha Stewart or whoever today's HGTV star, like homemaker, party thrower is right now. It's really easy to forget that these people have an entire crew and staff. Most of us do not have that. So don't take on too much. And definitely delegate whatever you can to, you know, friends, family, kids, et cetera, so that you don't, you know, end up exhausted with no time to actually enjoy the holidays and have some fun. Um, another part of set setting healthy boundaries is setting aside time for self-care and good sleep. So do whatever you need to do in order to get good rest, you know, get those workouts in um, and get time for relaxation. We could have a whole discussion about workouts right now. But really what I want you to focus on this is just moving your body during the holidays. Don't feel like you have to push harder and harder to make up for the extra calories you're eating. That's kind of a fallacy anyway. So really just focus on movement. I love you know walking and yoga because they also reduce stress hormone production. So if you're already feeling stressed and pressured, yoga, walking, Pilates, something more restorative is a better choice than doing something high intensity. So Make sure that you set time aside for that and just set time aside for enjoyment. You know, maybe you just want to curl up in a blanket with a hot cocoa and a beautiful book. <laughs> Do it. Set time aside for that. Make sure that people know like, hey, this is my time and I'm not compromising it. And of course, you can be nice and gracious about it without just giving in to everyone's demands on your time. So let's talk a little bit about loneliness. Some of us may not have family and friends to spend the holidays with, and that can be as hard or harder than being around family. And for those of you who are in that situation, self-care is extra crucial for you right now. So try to do special things for yourself or plan 
activities that you can look forward to. You need to have something fun to look forward to during this time so that it's not just, you know, you don't feel alone and depressed and sad. That said, you know, we can tend to distract ourselves to the point where we're not actually in touch with our emotions. And if we're not in touch with what we're feeling and what's going on, then we can't address them or heal from them. So there's got to be a healthy balance there. But I still think it is healthy to plan some things that you have to look forward to, plan some ways to connect with friends or something. You could plan a Zoom or a FaceTime with a friend or a loved one as often as possible because chances are you probably know a few people who are also on their own and could use a friend during the holidays. So try to reach out and connect with people. In the past, I used to volunteer at local animal shelters and I would go walk the dogs or snuggle the cats on holidays when they're understaffed. It's awesome because both you and the animals get some well-deserved love and studies show that spending time with animals is a great way to feel happier and reduce stress. So everybody benefits from that and it's super fun. Also volunteering a food bank or soup kitchen could be a great idea and you get the chance to really meet some special people and other caring, compassionate people who are there to work and who want to make life a little better for people in need on the holidays. So emotional eating, this is a big one that really comes into play during the holidays for so many of us. If you're an emotional eater, which, you know, I'm what I consider recovering emotional eater for sure. If you tend to turn to food for comfort, self-soothing, numbing, etc., taking care of your emotional health during the holidays is really, really important. And instead of thinking about foods as good or bad or focusing on all the things you, you know, shouldn't have, I want you to try to think instead about what foods will be nourishing for your body and mind and how you can treat yourself with kindness in the coming weeks. How can you best nurture your body with the food that you're choosing? Because those, you know, high sugar, we call blissy foods, like they'll give you that momentary endorphin hit where you feel better in the moment, but they actually make you feel worse in the long run. And on top of having that awful disappointment in ourselves that we feel like, why did I do that? Like, I know I don't feel good after eating that, or I know that that wasn't a good choice. It's just such a shitty feeling. And so give yourself the gift of, of not experiencing that and just try to honor your body and honor your emotional needs with your food. Because honestly, our food, our nutrition is the most foundational piece of self-care that there is. And if you haven't heard it yet, I highly recommend going back, listening to episode nine with Trisha Nelson. Trisha is an emotional eating expert and she gives some really great tools in that episode. Um, and she's just so lovely and compassionate and she's been in the trenches, let me tell you, but she's awesome. So go check out episode nine if you haven't heard it already. So in addition to taking care of yourself emotionally, let's talk about what I call strategic indulgence and how to make choices that serve you well, but won't leave you feeling deprived or like you've missed out on the festivities. I use the term strategic indulgence a lot, and you've probably heard me say it in other episodes before. My clients hear me say it all the time, ad nauseum. But what I mean by that is by practicing strategic indulgence, what you're doing is you're not saying, oh, I can never indulge in you know, rich, decadent, sugary foods, or I can never indulge in an over-the-top holiday meal. No, that's no way to live. Like there's no reason that you can't enjoy a really indulgent special meal or treat here and there. You just need to be strategic about it, right? So I'm going to tell you ways to be strategic around holiday meals 
And we give you seven helpful strategies for this that you can actually, you know, enjoy <laughs> indulging, but in a way that's still not going to be detrimental for you in reaching your goals. So, okay, number one, I want you to start drinking water when you get up and stay hydrated throughout the day. So this is important for a multitude of reasons, but it's going to help you feel more energetic and mentally sharp. And being hydrated can prevent cravings and overeating. Dehydration is also like one of the primary causes of constipation and headaches. Um, and so those are two things you don't want to be experiencing <laughs> during the holidays. You want, you want to feel good physically too, right? And not be in pain or feel uncomfortable. So definitely stay hydrated. Start early. Um, number two, get some movement in. So try to, if you have a workout routine already, try and stick as closely to that as you can. If you don't have a regular workout routine, like I mentioned before, take a nice walk in the morning, maybe do an online class. My example is always that, you know, on a big indulgent meal day, I'll usually do some weight training. I often will schedule leg day because that's my most intense workout. But moving your body or doing some strength training, it helps regulate your blood sugar because it makes you more insulin sensitive or what I like to call carbohydrate tolerant. So just getting that muscle stimulation, muscle movement, it will actually help your body metabolize those indulgent foods better. Moving after mealtime. This is a great tip, not just for the holidays, but for every day, whenever possible. Try to get, even if it's just a few minutes of movement in after eating, so you could take a walk, that would be great, but you could also, you know, help with cleanup, play with the kids or the dogs, do some body weight exercise. It doesn't matter. Just move your body since this can really help with blood sugar and insulin regulation after meals. And it's just a, a really great, great tip. And it also helps with digestion. So, you know, we just got back from Europe. If you've ever taken big trips overseas where you're walking all the time, I don't know about you, but my digestion is always so much better. I just feel better. I don't feel gassy. I don't feel bloated. Like I just feel amazing. And I'm certain it's, well, obviously the lower stress being on vacay doesn't hurt. But I really think that part of that is the walking after meals because when I do that, even when I'm at home, I feel so much better. So good, a good practice all the time. All right. Number three, eat a nutritious, low glycemic breakfast and lunch as well if your holiday meal is later in the evening. So that would look like something high in protein, fiber, and healthy fats. Breakfast example, maybe you do a veggie omelet or a few eggs or whatever breakfast meats or something like that that you like with some roasted veggies. Skip the starchy carbs at breakfast and lunch and save them for the yummy stuff at the main mealtime. This is just going to be helpful because it'll kind of help keep you fueled and it'll keep your blood sugar more regulated throughout the day so that you don't end up at mealtime like, you know, ravenously hungry and wanting to just dive headfirst in the mashed potatoes. So definitely nutritious meals prior to your main mealtime in the evening. Don't skip meals thinking, oh, I'll skip all these calories and eat one giant meal at night. That's, that's really not the best thing for you. Some people can get away with that. Men, that works better for them. Most women I know it can backfire in a big way and they will end up overeating at the main meal and feeling awful afterwards. And then they don't sleep well and it's just a vicious cycle. So I don't recommend it. All right, moving on. Number four, avoid alcohol and caffeine on an empty stomach. I know that I've shared this tip before. I'll share it again because it's a big needle mover for most people. Both alcohol and caffeine can increase stress hormones 
and cause a blood sugar spike. So this can lead to anxiety, can make you feel more anxious. And it's, well, you're more likely to crave sugar and starchy carbs when you've had caffeine and or alcohol on an empty stomach. So most people, like if they've had a couple drinks on an empty stomach, you know, your judgment's not going to be the best either. And so, you know, the choices that you make at mealtime may not be optimal because your judgment is now clouded by the booze. <laughs> so have some food beforehand. If you have more than one alcoholic drink, have a full eight ounces of water between each. This will sort of dilute it in your liver and, you know, make it easier for your body to uh, metabolize and detoxify. So, and you won't have the same hangover the next day either, and you'll sleep a little bit better. All right, number five. At the main meal, I want you to eat your veggies and your protein first, then have any starchy carbs, including starchy vegetables like you know, potatoes, yams, et cetera, bread or dessert. So always start with the veggies and the protein as those will buffer that blood sugar effect that those other foods will have. So, you know, the fiber and the protein act as the buffer and they also will help you feel more full and satiated. So you're going to be less likely to overeat and whatever you're eating, whenever you're eating it, especially at holidays, I just want to encourage you to really experience your food, chew it well, eat slowly notice the aroma, the textures, really try to be present and take in everything that's happening. Make it a sacred ritual when you're eating because when we're not present, when we're sort of just mindlessly shoveling food in our mouths, that's usually when we get into trouble and then we end up feeling rotten afterwards. So especially at holidays, just chew well, eat slowly and try to be really present and experiencing your, your food. This is number six, hold out for the good stuff. So this one's pretty straightforward. Basically, just don't waste your time with foods or desserts or alcohol that you don't really, really love, okay? My example for this is that I love pecan pie. Pecan pie is one of my favorite things in the world, and I usually only have it once a year at Thanksgiving. I make a mean one, recipes on my website, and it is delicious. I would so much rather enjoy a big piece of pecan pie than waste my time with anything that's not totally amazing. So I want you to try to do the same thing. Like, Just skip all the stuff that's like, oh, yeah, that's yummy, but not my favorite. Or foods that are available all year round. There, it's nothing special. Like You could have that at any old time skip all that crap and just go for the thing that you really love and you really enjoy that you probably won't have the rest of the year. And then make love to that dessert or whatever it is. You know, that stuffing, I don't know, whatever it is, it's your favorite thing. Like just be, again, really present, savor it, experience it, enjoy it, eat it slowly. Same goes for alcohol. Skip like the crappy boxed wine and enjoy something really special that you will end up sipping more slowly and savoring you're not going to have an expensive glass of wine or cocktail or scotch or something and just down it mindlessly, or you're less likely to do that than you would something that's, you know, kind of cheap and, and nothing special. So choose something that's, that's really good and then enjoy every sip and drink it slowly. And trust me on this, you're going to enjoy it so much more and you probably won't end up eating or drinking as much as you would if it was something less special. So that's a really good strategy. All right. And then final tip, number seven, sugar and alcohol are often set out 
and available more often during the holidays. So, you know, we all know that person has always got like a box of cookies on their desk or their table or their counter or candies or whatever it might be. Many of us have that one food pusher in our family circle who is always trying to get you to eat whatever they've made. This is when you want to go back to that intention that you set for yourself and really think about how do you want to feel after the holidays? Because like I explained above, you can still enjoy your favorites without going crazy and then feeling like you're facing an uphill climb come January. So say no to the stuff. You know, this ties again in with the healthy boundaries thing. Say no to the things that are not really worthwhile for you. And on that note too, I recommend saving the indulgence for the actual main holiday meal and skipping all the little random goodies that are just sort of around during the holidays because I feel like those are the things that add up that really can throw us off track and leave us feeling less than amazing. It's usually not the one big indulgent meal. So um, try to stick to the indulgent meal and make that really special and then avoid all the little superfluous stuff in between. So those are my seven tips. I also have a handout with tips for staying sane and healthy during the holidays. So if you want a copy of that, hit up the link in the show notes or in my Instagram bio and you can download it there. It has several tips that I didn't cover today, so definitely go check that out. It's a, it's a helpful resource. I will also include the link for body liberation um, for the waitlist in the show notes and in IG. So be sure to add your name to that if you want to be notified when applications open. And this is actually a wrap for season one of the Nutrition Edit Podcast. <laughs> so I'm dying to hear what you thought. I'd love to hear your comments and suggestions for what you'd like me to cover next season. You can DM me on Instagram with your suggestions or, you know, if you're on my email list, shoot me an email. I'd really love to hear what you thought of the show. And if you did enjoy it, I would so appreciate you taking a minute to rate and review it and share the show with anyone who might like it too. This really helps other people find the show and it's great feedback for me to know, you know, whether I should keep going. So thank you in advance for that. I appreciate you taking the time. And as soon as I've got a release date for season two, I'll be updating you on Instagram and via email. So be sure to follow me over there. Have a wonderful holiday season. I love you guys. You're amazing. Don't forget it. And I'll talk to you soon. Hey there. Thanks for hanging out with me today. And if you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and leave me a quick review. Also check out the show notes for links to connect, follow, and share this podcast and for information featured in each episode. See you next time. I am not a doctor and the content here should not be taken as medical advice. All information in this podcast is for informational purposes only, does not constitute medical advice, and does not establish any kind of practitioner or coach-client relationship. This podcast is not a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Do not disregard medical advice or delay seeking medical advice because of information you hear in this podcast or any other, and do not start or stop any medications without speaking to your health provider. Always seek the advice of a qualified health practitioner before undertaking a new health regimen. This podcast and website represents the opinion of Jeannie Oliver and guests to the show. Opinions of guests are their own and do not reflect the opinions of Jeannie Oliver Wellness LLC or our producers.